Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, growing in faith and friendship. I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 44, verses 1 to 8. But now listen, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. Do not be afraid, O Jacob, my servant, Jeserun, whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. One will say, I belong to the Lord. Another will call himself by the name of Jacob. Still another will write on his hand, the Lord's, and will take the name Israel. This is what the Lord says, Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord Almighty. I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me there is no God. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient people and what is yet to come. Yes, let him foretell what will come. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no other rock. I know not one. And then from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them, and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. May God bless the reading of his word. I've been coming to Abergavenny Baptist Church for some years now, and Mike and Victoria have asked me several times over those years if I would become a member. And you know, there's a difference between coming to church on a Sunday and being a member of a church. Being a member means a deeper commitment. 
It means responsibilities and maybe duties. And so because of my commitment to the Christian groups that I already belong to, up to now I've always said no. But I've been very grateful to Mike and Victoria and to this church for their support and their prayers in the work that I've been doing. However, I've felt myself being nudged in the direction of membership over the last few months. And so with Mike and a few church members, I've been looking at what membership entails. Now, oops, part of the process of becoming a member of this church entails a chat with Mike about the Abergavenny Baptist Church Constitution. (laughs) It's a very long document. Um, And it sets out the purpose and the beliefs and the activities and the rules of this church. And as I was going through this process with Mike, my eye was caught by a sentence at the bottom of the very first page in the section about beliefs. In this section that says that this church is a member of the Baptist Union and therefore we subscribe to the Union's declarations of principle, it states, it is the duty, here it is down here, it is the duty of every disciple, that's all of us, to bear personal witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to take part in the evangelism of the world. Wow! As a member of this church, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus, it is our duty to bear personal witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ and to take part in the evangelism of the world. In our reading from Isaiah 44 that Pam has just read, as he does in the chapter before, God declares to the people of Israel, you are my witnesses. They've seen and they've heard about the amazing things that God has done. They know that he is God. He is the only living God. He's not an idol made of wood and stone. He's not a figment of the imagination. He's real. He's mighty. He's in charge. And they are his witnesses. And then in our second reading from Acts 1, Jesus, who's risen from the dead, appears to his disciples and proves to them that he is alive. What an amazing story they had to tell. Jesus talked to them about the kingdom of God. And just before his ascension into heaven, we see that the disciples still didn't get why Jesus had come. They still thought that he would overcome the Roman occupiers, that he would set up a new free kingdom of Israel. And they ask him, when, Lord, when is the time for our kingdom of Israel to be restored. And in his reply, he tells them that the time and the dates of what is going to happen is not for them to know, but they would receive power from the Holy Spirit when it came upon them. And he goes on to tell them, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. And so our beliefs as members of Abergavenny Baptist Church 
follow exactly the, the instructions that Jesus gave to his first disciples. We are to be witnesses to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I like that. That instruction, that rule, comes directly from the master. It's not an add-on. It's not an optional extra that I can do if I want. It's not something I can only do if I have a special gifting. No. It's something that all of us can do, must do, because that's what Jesus tells us to do. And for most of us, that's scary. What do I say? How do I approach people? What can I do to be a witness? I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know about theology. What if they ask me questions I can't answer? I'm just an ordinary churchgoer. I'm not an evangelist. Those are a few of the thoughts that have gone through my head over the years. And indeed, recently, when I was taking part in Mission Wales, I told you a bit about that in July, the last time I was preaching, about how people from lots of different churches here in Abergavenny and all over Wales were going out on the streets, witnessing to the gospel, <coughs> telling people the good news about Jesus. And that outreach is still going on. Thousands of people are being witnessed to in Wales. It's been going on this month. And, you know, it wasn't easy going out and approaching people that we didn't know. But, oh, my goodness, we saw God working. We saw God moving in an amazing way through the obedience of the people who went out, armed just with a little postcard script, a few Bible verses, and with hearts of love for those who don't know Jesus. Evangelizing isn't easy. It's not for everyone, but Jesus calls us all to be witnesses. So how can we all, in our own little spheres of influence, carry out that command? First of all, we can't do it in our own strength. Jesus assured his disciples that they would receive power from above. To everyone who believes in Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, every disciple, to them, power from above, the Holy Spirit is given. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be witnesses. We need to be able to say in our prayers, Lord, how? How can I witness? I can't do this on my own but I can do it in your strengths. Our children sang earlier, be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. And sometimes we need to be singing that song as a prayer for ourselves to remind us that we can witness, we can evangelize in his strengths. And we can also pray, Lord, who can I witness to? Through this church we know, we pray for, and we support people who go off to faraway places to be witnesses. For example, we prayed for Steve this morning going off to North Korea. We prayed for Stella when she went off to South Korea some months ago. Gerald and Sue's family out in Russia 
Hugh and Mary involved in all kinds of missions far away from home. But our mission field is most often in our own home, in our own family, in our neighbourhood, in our workplace. And we can pray, Lord, who are you putting on my heart? Who do you want me to come alongside? Starting up a conversation can be a challenge. I know a group of people in Mid Wales who do something called treasure hunting and they come together to pray before they go out and they ask the Lord to give them some clues and they will have perhaps a name or a, uh, an occupation or an illness that somebody might have and then they will go out and they will look for people following these clues. Now, when I heard about that, I thought, oh, that's a good idea. And I prayed, Lord, please, I want to do this. This sounds exciting. Give me a few clues. And into my head came the name Barbara and also a picture of someone in a yellow Mac. And it was market day. So off I went down to the market and I was trotting around the market, feeling a bit nervous by this time. And Lo and behold, I did see a lady who had a yellow mac. She had her husband with her. And I trailed this poor lady around the market um, in a rather stalky way. Uh, I bought several things that I didn't want at all just because I was too embarrassed to speak to her. And eventually she left the market and I still hadn't said anything And then I felt so disappointed with myself and I felt, oh, I've let the Lord down. I haven't done this. And as I was walking home, blow me down, this lady came towards me. And I thought, thank you, Lord, you've given me another chance. And I I said, excuse me, is your name Barbara? No, she said. (laughs) So I put that one down to experience and forgot about it. But when we were out doing the evangelizing in Abergavenny. It was market day and I was with my partner and I told her this story as we were going around and can you believe it? Another lady with a yellow mac appeared and she looked at me and she went, yeah. And so I said, excuse me, is your name Barbara? No, she said. (laughs) Oh, but my friend was in like a rocket. She said, oh, that's such a pity. We were looking for somebody in a yellow mat called Barbara, and we thought it might be you. But do you know what we're doing today? We're going around talking to people about how much we love Jesus and how much he loves you. And she was in like a rocket. And we were able to go through the script and talk to her and, and just give her some, some of the love of Jesus. And so it enabled us to get in. You know... We have to be prepared as well. We need a story to tell, preferably our own story, something we know that God has done in our lives, maybe a prayer that's been answered, a door that's been opened for us. But if necessary, we can tell somebody else's story. A prayer that I've prayed with my ladies' group, wow, over the years, has been, Lord, please give us our own stories to tell. I was with a group of old friends in the summer and one of them started banging on about creation and fundamentalism and I knew he was actually directing his remarks at me. And I'm sorry to say I chickened out of a full-blown debate with him 
And actually, Paul, in his letter to Titus, tells us not to argue over words, over theories, not to get involved in foolish discussions. But afterwards, and we can always think of what to say afterwards, can't we? I remembered a story, and then I knew what I should have said. You know, I love that account in John 9 about the man who was born blind and he was healed by Jesus on the Sabbath. And the church authorities were more concerned about Jesus breaking the law than by the amazing miracle that had taken place that this man who'd been blind all his life could now see. And they questioned the man, asking him tricky questions, trying to find something they could pin on Jesus. And then they went back to his parents and questioned them, and then back to the man himself. And the man's answer was an answer that we can all give when someone asks us a tricky or controversial question. He said, I don't know about that, but this I do know. I was blind, but now I see. This I do know. I was blind, but now I see. At the beginning of John's first letter, at the end of the New Testament, John declares, We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have seen and heard. We saw him with our own eyes, and we touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. And then he goes on, We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may fellowship with us. We'll never have all the theological answers, but we can have, all of us, stories to tell of what Jesus has done for us. If I'd been more alert when my friend was going on about creation, I could have said, you know, I don't know all the answers about how the world was made, but I do know this. God is real, I know he's changed my life, and I've seen how he's worked in the lives of people around me. And I'm sure that when I die, because of Jesus, I will be going to heaven. And knowing that gives me great peace and great joy. I didn't say it that time, but I've got it now prepared for another time if I get the opportunity It was a great joy to me this morning to see my friend Dolly coming in. Welcome, Dolly. And a few weeks ago, I was privileged to assist at Dolly and her husband Hugo's baptism and another lady as well. Dolly and Hugo are from the Methodist Church in in Abergavenny and the other lady came from Sennebridge. And the baptisms took place in the River Usk by the cafe on the promenade where there are boats for hire. And it was a beautiful sunny afternoon. There were crowds of people out and about. What a witness that was. Three people stood up in the open air with all these crowds, gave their testimonies, and then waded out into the river to be baptised. Lots of passers-by asked questions. Lots of people stopped to watch and join in and listen to those testimonies. And then in the Brecon and Radnorshire Gazette was a great report with photos and a headline that said, Baptisms in the Usk draw big crowds. Wow! It was a great public witness 
to the gospel that reached many people. And maybe some of them will be wondering, what was that all about? And will want to know more. We need to be ready. A couple of months ago, I went to a meeting about simple, direct praying for healing. And we practiced this kind of praying in the meeting. And that very week, I went out with Mike and with Rian to a meeting in Pontypris. And poor Rian was in a lot of pain. She was limping with a very bad knee. And so I asked her while we were there if I could pray for her knee. And so we prayed in a very simple way, without any fuss, and her knee was healed. I've prayed for many, many people over my time. I haven't seen anything like that that happened instantly. There was no doubt about it. She skipped back up the hill afterwards, and we gave thanks then. But I was so thrilled when we came to church on the Sunday that Rianne came up here and she told you all about it. She gave thanks for it. She had a story to tell, and she shared it. The minister who was leading the Usk baptisms, Reverend Ivor Williams, has just had a book published. It's been 10 years in the writing, and it's about giving. It's a wonderful book, Um, Open Hands and Open Heart, it's called. It's about giving of money, of time, of service, And it's full of personal stories of witness about how amazing God has been in their lives. How when they've had nothing, God has provided in all kinds of ways and opened ways for their ministry to prosper. In a different way, a friend of mine sent my husband, who doesn't grace church very often, a note of thanks for something that he'd done and she slipped this little card in with his in with his note and it was a dear little card and it was just lovely tell it saying what Christians believe I'm not sure how much notice he took of it but it's there on the side and again that's another way you know to witness to just tell people who we are and what we believe since the mission to Wales I've taken to carrying the little postcard about with me in case I meet anybody that I can talk to and share my love of Jesus. I've also got some copies of this, the Father's Love Letter, which is absolutely beautiful, full of Bible verses written as a letter to someone from their Father God, and on the back a simple prayer to pray and ask Jesus into their life. And, you know, the second day I started carrying this, I went to visit a lady in hospital, and she said, do you know, there's a lady in the bed next to me, and she keeps asking me why I'm so cheerful when I'm so poorly, and why I'm having so many visitors. And I've explained to her that these visitors are from my church, and they're coming to pray with me, and that I'm cheerful because I believe that God is looking after me, even though I'm so poorly, and I'm just so thankful that I'm here and being looked after. She said, you know, I wish I had something to give her, because she's going home tomorrow, and I'd really like to send her out with something. So out of my bag came that, and she was able to give that to that lady. It's witnessing. Who knows what the Lord will do with that? And then only this week, one of my wow ladies 
shared with us about a very difficult journey that she'd made, which involved several buses and a taxi. But she was able to share with other people on that journey something of her faith, and particularly with the Muslim taxi driver who took her for part of her journey. And he was visibly moved as she shared with him what she was doing and what she believed. Seeds were sown and they won't be wasted. In different ways, whether it's full-on speaking and challenging people or whether it's by coming alongside and demonstrating God's love to someone through befriending them, caring about them, we can all be witnesses. We never know when we're going to be asked about our faith and we need to be prepared to have an answer to those who ask us what we believe, to have our own stories ready and maybe have something to give to someone who asks to help them on their faith journey. And we can be praying, Lord, will you send somebody to me that I can make a difference to? There's an old hymn in the Baptist hymnal that came to my mind when I was thinking about this, which goes, I'm not ashamed to own my Lord or to defend his cause, maintain the honour of his word, the glory of his cross. Jesus, my Lord, I know his name. His name is all my trust. He will not put my soul to shame, nor let my hope be lost. Whenever we speak out for Jesus, that's never wasted. That's never wasted because he takes what we give in whatever way we can give it, and he uses it. So let's go back to that paragraph in our Baptist beliefs and principles. It is the duty of every disciple to bear personal witness to the gospel of Christ and to take part in the evangelism of the world. It's a serious part of being a member not only of this church, but of every church, and for all followers of Jesus, because it's Jesus who says it. It's not an option. It's what we have to do. It's our calling. People who say, I don't know what my calling is, that's it. And it's what we're equipped to do by the Holy Spirit. So as we've been challenged by Mike over this month to review our giving our serving, and our faith, let's also be challenged to be prepared to be witnesses to the gospel of Jesus Christ, ready, willing, and equipped by the Holy Spirit. We don't do this on our own, to be looking for opportunities, to have our stories to tell, and maybe be ready with something to give or recommend to help someone who is seeking to look further. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you give us all that we need to do what you've called us to do. And Lord, you've called each one of us to be witnesses of your gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit to empower us with boldness and with wisdom. May we be open to your opportunities to witness and ready to speak out 
with words of love, hope, and encouragement, and the good news of the gospel. In Jesus' name, and for his glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.